Greetings, thanks to God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, and there's a word in the house for you today. I want to call your attention to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, and I'll begin sharing at verse number 41. And the New King James translation of the word of God reads, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul with many signs and wonders uh, were done through the apostles. Verse 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Verse 45. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Uh, they praised God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. Uh, I want to minister today from that uh, 46th verse there where it says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness uh, and simplicity of heart from house to house. Uh, today, I want to minister from the subject. You can try this at home. Uh, you can try this at home. Uh, I've just been noticing as we've been going through these times that we're in right now, uh, these are some new times for everybody that's involved. And right now, everybody is prayerfully pursuing, what do we do? Uh, what do we not do? Uh, seeking the Savior as it relates to uh, godly wisdom and what we should do in the midst of these things. But I just want to remind everybody that God is a providential God. Um, I want to talk about the providence of God. God is a God that works everything for, together for the good of those who love him, for the called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and 28, uh, God is sovereign. And even when it seems like the enemy is using certain situations and certain things uh, for the bad, uh, God has a way of turning all of that around to get some good out of that. Uh, some of you remember Joseph uh, and how he was imprisoned, uh, went through his trials of life. Uh, but even with that being said, uh, God used Joseph in that situation so that he could prepare uh, the children of Israel and even a whole nation uh, so that they could feast in a famine. Not only Joseph, but uh, God used uh, even an oppressive Pharaoh uh, a hindering force that tried to hold back and, hold, and hinder God's people from going and worshiping God. And even in that situation, God's sovereign hand showed that his deliverance and salvation, uh, it showed up in a mighty way for his people. And even in the word of God, it goes on again how to prove God's sovereignty. It shows that a broke widow and a hungry prophet, uh, how he used that situation when they were going through their famine and how God used that situation uh, to not only provide for the widow, but provide for the fat, uh, for the prophet and how everything just went forth in a powerful and mighty way. And I just want to let you know today that as we go through this uh, coronavirus season and as we're facing these coronavirus challenges, um, uh, we want to continue to pray and yield to the wisdom of God. But I just want to let you know that uh, when we found ourselves in that situation, when we found ourselves in a situation where we could not worship, uh, where we could not fellowship, uh, uh, it looked like it was going to be a bad situation. It looked like it was going to be something that uh, the enemy had won. You mean to tell me that uh, we can't practice the two principles that the foundation, that the gospel is founded on, the two principles, um, talking about fellowship and worship or worship and fellowship, that we can't 
come together to worship God, uh, 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 to love God uh, with all our heart, soul, and spirit, and then to fellowship, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Uh, when I got that news, and my wife and I, we were very distraught, we were uh, disturbed, we were disappointed, because that is important. That's, those are the things, again, those are the two commandments that everything else is founded upon. But I kept on praying, and I kept on seeking the face of the Savior. And through the midst of all of that, God spoke, and he ministered, and let us know that, guess what? God is going to get some good out of this. Uh, God is going to get some good out of this. As a matter of fact, um, uh, um, some of us who are worshipers and huggers, uh, we, we miss that. But I just want to let you know again that God is going to get some good out of this. And I just want to remind you that you can do this at home. Uh, you can do all of this at home. You can fellowship. Uh, you can worship. You can do all of this at home. Which brings me to the text today that we're teaching from. Uh, this is the book of Acts. Uh, and some of you understand the book of Acts is a time of the growth of the New Testament church. Uh, the book of Acts uh, begins uh, with uh, after the resurrection of Jesus. And he shares with them in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, where he says, And you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Uh, God gave them that commandment uh, to be his witnesses. And during the growth of the New Testament church, we understand that uh, as soon as they began witnessing, they began to experience persecution. It was a very frightening time. Uh, uh, to be a Christian. It was a time where uh, if you uh, proclaim the name of Christ, uh, you could be annihilated, you could be assassinated, you could be killed. Some of you understand uh, the stoning of Stephen happened in Acts chapter 7 uh, with Paul there. But do you understand that even when the enemy meant it for bad, again, God works all of those situations for our good. And as a consequence of the persecution that the church was uh, experiencing, the gospel spread. It did just what Jesus said it would do. It went from Jerusalem. It went to Judea. It went to Samaria. It went to the uttermost parts of the world. And I just believe that's what God is doing today. I believe that God is going to get some good out of this. I believe that God is setting us up. I believe that this is a time when God is telling us to cast our net on the other side. I believe this is a time when God is telling us to, to launch out into the deep. I believe God is testing us and trying us to present the gospel and let the gospel go forth in a way that uh, if we still had brick and mortar buildings, that people who had never come to our churches can still hear the word. Does anybody know that what the devil meant for bad, that God still works it for our good? And that brings me to our text again. Back in Acts chapter 2 here, uh, I, I want to let you know that you can do this at home. Uh, you can do this at home. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, um, as we were looking at what we should do as we face our coronavirus challenges, uh, what we should do while we're going through this particular season, uh, I want to take you to verse 46 because that's where the foundation and our focus for what the Lord is sharing with us on this day. And it says, so continuing daily uh, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread, from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Let me share that again. Uh, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple, catch that, and breaking bread from house to house, catch that, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. And I guess you're saying right now, it's like, wait a minute, I thought we were on quarantine. I thought we were not permitted to go to the house of God. So you're telling me that uh, in the midst of all of that, that we're in a situation where 
uh, 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 there, you're talking about the temple and what they did at the temple. But again, I want to let you know that it started at the temple, but it doesn't have to stop at the temple. Uh, 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 they uh, learned some things at the temple and it started there, but that it doesn't have to stop at the temple. Uh, they lived it at the temple, but they lived it at home. Uh, they instruct, got instructions at the temple, but they instituted it at home. It was preached at the temple, but it was practiced at home. And I want to let you know that what was started at the temple that we can also do at home. Uh, we can do these things at home. Amen. Because we've been coming to church uh, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. But I just believe that God is up to something. And there are some things I just believe the spirit of the Lord wants us to try at home. Can we go deeper today? Are you with me? All right, here we go. Uh, well, I guess you're saying, so what is it that God wants us to start at home? Because, again, these are scary times. Uh, it was scary then and it's scary now. Uh, it was dangerous to be a Christian then and it's dangerous even to go outside of our homes even now. Uh, and again, the aim of the enemy then was to stop the spreading of the gospel uh, to kill the followers of Christ. Uh, but believe it or not, the gospel cannot be boxed. And uh, as we have uh, gone out of the boat and tried new things, there are some things that God wants us to do at home. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, one thing that you can do is, uh, number one, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Uh, the B clause in verse number 46 told them uh, uh, that on one accord, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Uh, they should, one thing God is wanting us to do is to enjoy the journey. Uh, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. In other words, this is a time that we should celebrate. This is a time that we should congratulate. As my uh, youth minister would say, you know, we should celebrate often. Uh, we should find reasons to encourage one another. Uh, we should be able to be, do just that, to celebrate. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, they were celebrating. They were eating their food with gladness, not with madness. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us, Paul says to the church at Philippi, uh, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. In other words, he, uh, regardless of if he had a lot of money or no money, if he had food or if he was hungry, regardless of his situation, regardless of his circumstances, Paul learned how to be content. And that's what God wants us to do. Uh, I know we see the news a lot, and I wanna even caution you uh, on taking in too, many, too much of that into your system. Uh, but we want to make sure that all, in the midst of all that negativity, that we're still taking time to celebrate. We're still taking some time to enjoy this. As a matter of fact, I'm calling this my coronavirus vacation. Uh, I'm enjoying not having to commute and going from place to place, uh, or having a full agenda. Uh, there are some things that we can do at home. We can enjoy the journey to celebrate. Uh, uh, not a time of complaining, but a time of celebrating. Uh, enjoy your uh, coronavirus vacation. As a matter of fact, uh, the Bible tells us that, you know what, we should serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, uh, we should always, as ch uh, children of God, uh, look at the situation as a glass half uh, full versus a glass half empty. This is a time of celebrating. As a matter of fact, uh -uh, I shared something uh, earlier on Facebook uh, post that I thought was funny. Uh, it was a guy who uh, ended up uh, was uh, they were telling him the announcer or the voice in the background was saying, now that you are have the coronavirus, uh, you have two options. You can do A, which is uh, stay at home in quarantine with your wife and kids. 
And then they said, oh, you can do option B. And he said, B, <laughs> without listening to the, the rest, rest of the question, without even finding out what B was, he said, B, I want to do B. Uh, yep, B. As a matter of fact, he said B three times. In other words, he was like, you know what? The last thing I want to do is to stay at home uh, with my wife and children. And, and, I, I, and I got a message for that brother tonight, uh, for that, that brother on this Sunday, uh, is not to uh, look at the glass half empty, but to look at it half full, to take this time. Uh, many times we don't even have time to eat with one another anymore. We don't have time to share a meal with gladness. Uh, we don't have time to just enjoy one another's company because we're, our schedule's so full, we're going from point A to point B to point C. Uh, but I've learned something from my wife, yes, Lord, every day while they're at home with the kids from school, uh, they do a lunch time praise break and if you hadn't seen it on uh, her Facebook page or her Instagram page I tell you what you're in store for a treat because the kids they get out in the floor they dance and they do everything and that's what God is calling us to do we're called to enjoy this time not just endure this time we're called to enjoy it uh, we're called to celebrate and to congratulate and just enjoy what God is doing in this time so Again, number one, enjoy the journey. Uh, uh, in verse number 46, they ate they, their meals with gladness and with joy. So number one is celebrate, but number two, uh, this is what God wants us to do uh, as it relates to what we can do at home. Number two is to share something, uh, share something. I say frequently at Cedar Grove that God didn't give anybody everything, but he gave everybody something. Uh, and what God wants to do is, uh, wants for us to be good stewards of whatever God has entrusted in our care to be a blessing to somebody else. Uh, the Bible says uh, 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 here in verse number 44 and verse number 45, verses 44 and 45, it said, now all who believe were together and had all things in common, verse 45, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. In other words, uh, God is telling us today that we should share something, uh, to share something. And some of us have been around long enough to know uh, and to understand and to appreciate uh, the principle of giving. Uh, there's a song we used to sing in the old church that you can't beat God's giving no matter how you try. And I just believe that everybody has something to share. Uh, share your heart. You can share your wisdom. Uh, you can share your resources. Uh, help someone or some cause, or you can even help both. Uh, uh, we talked about it uh, on Friday mornings. Um, uh, we touched on it a little bit on Friday mornings, Facebook Live. My wife and I were doing a Facebook Live to kind of give a word of encouragement uh, to everybody uh, to break again the monotony and, and all the negative news. We're sharing the good news, the gospel uh, uh, during uh, each day of the week until the Lord says something different. But one of the things that we said during Friday's uh, presentation was uh, we brought some ex examples from the scripture, uh, talked about how God, again, uh, used that widow uh, who was picking up two sticks uh, in, a, in a situation where she was gathering two sticks, but then came a hungry preacher uh, in the midst of that. She was gathering two sticks to prepare her last meal for her and her son, and she was getting ready to die. And then here comes a broke preacher or a hungry preacher and saying, fix me a, a meal first. Uh, check that out. She's hungry. She's in a bad situation, but he's asking for something, not out of her wealth, not out of her abundance, but he's asking for something. Give me a meal first. And what we learn from that is just the principle of seed, time, and harvest, the principle of reaping and sowing. Uh, Galatians 6 and 7 said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. 
So whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. And that woman, because she was uh, willing uh, to give of herself, uh, to give even when it seemed like it would hurt, she understood the principle of seed, time, and harvest. And as a consequence, uh, her and her son ate throughout the famine. They were able to be blessed. Uh, she blessed uh, the kingdom. She blessed the man of God. She blessed uh, uh, others. She shared what she had. And as a consequence, uh, not only did God take care of her, uh, but he took care of the kingdom as well. We also understand that not only in that situation, but also with the poor widow who had two mites. Uh, and she came and she gave her offering. Uh, and Jesus was looking at everybody else. He was watching how people gave. Uh, he was watching her. And even in the midst of that, uh, she didn't give out of her abundance, but she just had two mites, which is less than a penny. But uh, instead of consuming it, she contributed it. Uh, uh, instead of being selfish, uh, she was selfless. And as a consequence, God, uh, Jesus was impressed with the gift that she gave. And I just want to tell you, saints of God, that even in the midst of this, and I know these are scary times. I know uh, there are times when we're wondering whether or not we're going to have enough, uh, wondering as we go to the grocery stores and see uh, empty aisles and empty shelves and things like that. We're wondering, do we have enough for ourselves? But but I've lived long enough to learn that if you're willing to be a blessing to somebody else, uh, if God can get a blessing through you, then he'll get a blessing to you. And the Bible speaks time after time after time about the benefit uh, and the joy of blessing somebody else and the, what it means to have a spirit of generosity. Uh, Psalms 112, verse number nine said, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. Uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 says, there is one who scatters yet increases more. There is also one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Proverbs eleven twenty-five 25 says, Gen a, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will be watered himself. Uh, one thing I've learned is I've watched uh, the farmer down through the years. The farmer is never upset when it rains. Uh, the farmer is never upset with it when it rains. You know why? It's because he has seed in the ground. Uh, and he understands that uh, it takes sunshine and rain. Catch that, sunshine and rain to produce a healthy harvest. And when you've got good seed in the ground, when you have given, when you've sown, uh, uh, the harvest, uh, excuse me, the rain, just make sure that you have an abundant harvest that you can reap. And I just believe that even in the midst of this time when God is challenging us, just like... Uh, those two widows we spoke of uh, to challenge us that, that where our treasure is there, our heart is also to give of ourselves. And it doesn't always have to be money because I know that's where a lot of people are thinking. But give of your heart. Uh, uh, give of your wisdom. Uh, spend that time teaching, tutoring and training your kids uh, uh, or somebody else who uh, you can come in contact with. Uh, use that time to uh, share some love, the love of Christ for some people who cannot get out, uh, uh, the elderly. Go shopping for them. Uh, I, uh, the Spirit of the Lord just wants us to share something. Uh, and that's what they did. They took their possessions. Uh, they sold them, whatever they had. And because of that, uh, they were in a position where everybody had every one of their needs met. And every one of their needs met. Now, wouldn't that be a wonderful situation? Wouldn't that be wonderful that everybody could have their needs met? We're not waiting on the government. This is a time for the church to be the church. This is a time for the people of God uh, to share something. So again, number one, uh, what we want to do is we want to enjoy this period. Amen. 
Uh, number one, this is a time where we want to enjoy the journey. Number two is we want to share something. And then number three, uh, this is a time that we should worship. Yes, this is a time for us to worship. Uh, the Bible says in this last verse of the chapter, um, they continued praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Uh, it says they continued praising God. In other words, the thing that they started at the church, they continued to do that in their homes. They continued to praise God. And what I uh, believe today is that we should intentionally press our way into the presence of God. Uh, uh, we should intentionally, hear me on this, press our way into the presence of God. Uh, that's what God is wanting us to do because a lot of times we're so busy going from errand to errand and place to place that we don't have time for God. And God is challenging us to continue to worship. As a matter of fact, I believe worship is even better when you try it at home. As a matter of fact, uh, for people that worship at church but never worship at home, uh, it makes me wonder if they're a praiser or a performer. I just believe that we should try this at home. We can always press our way into the presence of the Lord, and we should be intentional about that. As a matter of fact, that was, uh, as followers of Christ, we fo should follow Jesus' example, because that's what Jesus did. Uh, Jesus was one that he rose early uh, and went to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Uh, he spent time getting into the presence of his father. And he would pray uh, even uh, before he went through a day of miracles, before he went to, through a day of healing and feeding multitudes, he would often go to a solitary place and pray. Same situation uh, even after a busy day. Uh, the Bible says that after he fed the multitude, he sent the multitudes away or, and sent his disciples away in the boat. But he went into a mountain and there he prayed. So there's something that's refreshing. There's something that's renewing uh, when we find time to worship, when we find time to get into the presence of our Lord and our Savior. And there's nothing, uh, nothing calms a chaotic spirit uh, like being in the presence of the Lord. There's nothing that uh, uh, reminds us of the, pro the promises of God, like being in the presence of God. Uh, there's something about that. As a matter of fact, uh, even at our house, we talked about even setting up an altar uh, for the kids to be able to come together to worship. But the Bible said that they did that. They continued praising and worshiping. And as a consequence, the Lord added to the church daily. Do you understand that when uh, you uh, worship God, uh, when you worship the giver and not just the gift, when you worship uh, the blessor and not just the blessing, God always has a way of honoring that and God always has a way of meeting your need. He has a way of always adding. Uh, you can't be God's given no matter how you try. So in closing, we just want to encourage you to have a premeditated praise um, to make sure that you're waking up every day, pressing your way, getting into your devotional, pressing your way even at nighttime. Uh, and now we don't even have to sneak at your lunch break or uh, whenever. Now that you're at home, spend some time even working with your kids, uh, uh, teaching them some memory verses and, and just enjoying one another because there's something about worship. And when you pour out to God, God has a way of pouring into you. Uh, when you're in a situation where you're in the presence of God, God has a way of just coming in and ministering to you and meeting your every need. Uh, they worship the Lord. They praised him at their houses, going from house to house. As they did that, God continued to add. He continued to minister. He continued to supply. He continued to protect. He continued to uh, add to the church. And that's what I believe God wants to do. 
uh, God wants to let somebody know in these times that Jesus is still Lord. He wants somebody to know that the wages of sin is still death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And God, uh, in the midst of all of this sadness and sickness and sorrow, God wants salvation. He wants souls to be saved. So if you're here and you're listening to this broadcast, I want you to understand today that God loves you. As a matter of fact, he loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to hang, bleed, and die for you. Uh, God is not a, a two-fisted monster who just wants to beat his children down. God is a loving father that wants an intimate relationship with you. And that's what we're talking about with worship. So if you're listening to this, uh, I just believe God is intentional. I believe God is up to something during this season. I believe God wants to introduce himself uh, to somebody in a brand new way. And you may not have ever heard the gospel. You may have turned your back on uh, what we call organized religion or going to the church. And I just believe God has given you a divine setup and that you're listening to this today because God's saying to all of his children that he wants his children to come back home. He wants to have a relationship with you. And I just want to let you know that even though we can't congregate during this particular season, I just want to remind you that you can do this at home. That's the word of God for the people of God. And the people of God did say, amen. God bless you. Uh, I love you. I just want you to know that. But I want you to know also that God loves you even more. During this time, again, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Don't just endure it. During this time, give something, give something to somebody, to some cause, give your time, your heart, your treasure, uh, uh, give to somebody. And then most importantly, spend some time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, he will calm your chaotic spirit. He'll be able to minister to you and meet you in your place of need. Again, God loves you and uh, we love you and God loves you more. God bless you until we meet again.